Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WIP Morning Show. I wasn't ready. I'll have 10 seconds early. You normally hit it right on the button. Right now it's 6 o'clock. You can go. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh, I asked somebody to introduce. I haven't seen Al much lately. Al's been off doing Late all the hockey. Nights. And I've been, I've been, you know, I have my own new schedule here. Al, we're in the final days. So we got to spend time together. Why? Was, oh, we're going past? No, no. now we're going to the Super Bowl, right? Is that true? No, I don't know where we're going. We oh. don't know where we're going. Oh. According to Steve Young, the Eagles haven't proven anything yet. <laughs> I'll get to that in a few minutes. The disrespect continues, Philadelphia. But I would like to start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually start because here's my premise. Here's where I want to start the show. And I realize it. By the way, our friend Marcus Hayes is here, fresh off a great column also, Al, oh. on ESPN. What's going on with uh, that and Jalen Hurts and all that stuff. But uh, I'm starting today because it occurred to me when we were talking to Nick Sirianni yesterday. Right. When I asked him about his father, because you know I, I I can't get him to talk about twelve and one. All right. So I went, you know, I, I what is your father telling you? Maybe he would say something I could get for that. And yeah. then he did a great riff on the father. Oh. And then last night, Brandon Graham mm-hmm. on his show, and he will be on our show at eight o'clock today. He did a riff on how different he was the first couple of years here. Mm-hmm. He blew people off for autographs. Oh, did he? He did. He was not the Brandon Graham you know now. He used to block people. Well, there was, remember, right? it was Earl Thomas. He, Everybody said they should have drafted. No, so, I understand. Yeah. But it, it, And then I realized, oh, my God, all these guys on the Eagles right now are really likable. Yes. I mean, more likable than 17. And you had Foles and, and uh, Doug Peterson, all those guys. But uh, you also had a guy who uh, beat somebody allegedly in an assault with an umbrella. Oh, the beach umbrella. Nigel Brown. Nigel. Oh you had God. Jim Schwartz, who was a weekly uh, assault on the senses. Yeah. So I realized this is the most likable Philadelphia sports team we have had in our 35 years. Marcus, this is... For Al and I have been here at 35 years at WIP, this is the most likable team. Is it the most? You've been in this city 30 years, right? You've been doing this 30 years? Yeah, yeah. Is so, this the most likable? You're in that locker room. We're not. I, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Nigel Bradham was probably the most likable guy. He was. Not he had way, a bad moment. Not poolside. Not an umbrella. Or, or, or if you're going <laughs> through TSA with yes, a gun. Yes, with a gun. <laughs> with a gun, yeah. Oh, that's right. He yeah. had the gun. That led to the greatest but, Jim uh, Schwartz comment. Right, but you yeah, are yeah. the best source of this. Is this the most likable team you've covered? I got to tell you, man, I just came off a Phillies run. Yeah, those Phillies. This is the no, combination no, that that's incredible. Got, that was a month. Oh, I don't that know. was one month. No, that he was, covered them was, all year. That oh, doesn't year, count. Yeah. They were barely above well, 500. No, after no. the managing change. And here's the thing. like This this team <laughs> no. has a yes. Oh, the man, they started with a, a really bad guy. Yeah, By right. far the most likable football team. All right, but fine. The, all right. The, but that yeah. baseball team went through some stuff and was right. likable on the other end. Well, uh, what I'm asking you today, and Rhea's the judge because mm-hmm. she's a, a native Philadelphian, who is the most mm. likable player in Philadelphia sports now or before? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cover it all. And and you can't name- Mr. Personality. You cannot name, uh, you cannot name Randall Cunningham, and, and I won't let you name uh, Steve Carlton. 
Because <laughs> well, no, he, he wouldn't win anyway. Good. All right, because he is a miserable jerk. But he was a great pitcher. Yes, he's, he was. He's not. We talked but to him recently. He's not miserable he's okay. anymore. Well, yeah. no, no, he's not. He's eighty now. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> it's when they're in their prime. Is that when you're not going to be miserable? Uh, that's what we're hoping for. Right back, around the corner. Back at home. All right, shut up. <laughs> anyway. Let me just give you why I why I I love talking mm-hmm. about this team and I love rooting for this team because they are so damn likable. And I, so Nick Sirianni's on. I led right with this out because he was talking about at his news conference Sunday. He was talking about his dad and how his dad always gives input. Right. And yeah, uh, his dad apparently Al is highly critical like we are. <laughs> and here's what Nick said about that. Text me right after the game. Good job. On to the next one. He don't care. He needs, yeah. he, he knows that we we know we got a job to do next week. So I was raised in this to with this stuff, and so he tells me it was a good game. Tells me what I what we screwed up, and then uh, and then he says move on to the next one. It's you know it's a short week. It's a week that you got to get ready for. So that's where I get this stuff from. Well, and now all I could think as I heard that was mm-hmm. fourteen years. Andy Reid was here. Did he ever once share that little sliver of his personal life to anybody? No. Well, he Did he ever a, he give a, a damn enough about people to do it? Complicated personal life. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I, 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 I don't even know anything about his father. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I know a lot about Nick's father. Well, what I'm saying is, this guy is likable. Yeah. You want to root for him. Oh, yeah. You see him on the sideline going nuts, and you go, wow, that's us. He's Nick We're, from Delco. He's Nick from Delco. He really is. He's so, <laughs> it, it's cool to see that. And then uh, last night I was referencing this a minute ago with Brandon Graham on his show, right? And Brandon Graham was talking about how, and again, they share, they share their lives with the fans. This is great. And he's talking about how things weren't always this good. Listen. It's been times where I didn't like being in Philly because of how I was playing and what people were saying about me, all that stuff. And I was hiding, you know, being in the house all the time, not like when people ask for autographs, I just kind of waved them off. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, no, nah, you know, you never know who you inspire. And so, and then I got a platform at that too. So, but I just try to spend that time, like give up, give up my time, especially if I know I got more than enough time to go do what I got to do. It's like, man, you just never know who's hurting in moments um, that they just, just looking for a little inspiration and me just smiling or just being who I am just made me, man, roll my sleeves up and, and get ready. How do you not root for Brandon Graham? You have to. He had three sacks at 34 years old. Yes. Yeah. 29 snaps out, three sna- sacks. Yeah. We're going to ask her about it at 8 o'clock. Well, they are managing his time well. Well, it seems <laughs> to be the fewer snaps they get, the better these old guys Fletcher? do. Fletcher's, Fletcher's playing well. Is more alive yeah. now because they're not out there as much. Uh, the big, beefy guys in the middle – they're not doing a hell of a lot, but they're giving the other guys mm-hmm. enough rest, so they're better. Mm-hmm. It's working. These guys are Darius Slay. Do you enjoy uh, interviewing Darius Slay, Marcus? Whenever I can. Whenever you can, right? Oh, my God. Let me give you Darius a couple of days ago, Al. By the way, it's Slay. He goes by Slay. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh. No, Darius. Here's Slay. Slay, Slay <laughs> Al, is talking about how he wouldn't mind switching over to wide receiver because he really likes Hurts and he would like to have even more glory. Listen to that. I almost like, all right, man, I'm going to go to receiver because I know Brooke can give me the ball on any time right now. I'm almost, I'm, I'm about almost retired as DB. I'm going to go to receiver because I know if I'm going for 1,500. Is that MVP? switching to receiver? Tonight. I'm calling coach tonight. We're having a full conversation by night. Coach, I'm going to receiver because I know I can get 1,500 yards in five games. What hurts. Most likable <laughs> team ever. They're all fun. They're all 
They're into it. They're winning. It, it's such a beautiful time to be an Eagles fan. And I, I haven't even, and I did mention A.J. Brown. He's a character, right? A.J. Brown's not fun to talk to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mike Garofalo interviewed him after the game from NFL Network. He'll be on at 9 o'clock today. Mike Garofalo will, not yeah. A.J. All right, and uh, all these other guys out, you look around, and they're all pretty damn likable. And I haven't even scratched the surface of the most likable part of this team. And it is the offensive line, mm-hmm. which just sold out a Christmas album before it came out. Yep, That's how popular these guys are. Now, do I have to tell you my lot is a character? Oh. A rugby guy who uh, converted over. He's a monster now. And he sings like an angel. Yes. And then you got Lane Johnson. Let me tell you, I'm still kind of holding my breath because he went in the tent near the end of the game. But they say it's minor. Um, why don't I just play? Here's, here's Lane Johnson. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just thinking. I can't wow. picture John Great Runyon song. doing that. Can you picture Mike Mamula crooning like that? <laughs> I can't. I'm just trying to pick defensive ends out. Paul Jolovitz? Paul J- well, maybe Jolovitz, <laughs> but he's not a defensive end. No. This is, I, you come on. And then, I, you know, now I'll go to the main guy, the leader of the leaders, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey. No. Right? You know, four years later, his song makes more sense now than it did at the, at the parade. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, play a little bit of that. Ow. You're you're watching right now. Dispute it if you want. This is the most likable Philadelphia sports team in our 35 years. Certainly the most likable football team. I was even looking back before that. Right? Yeah. And I was going, well, 80 was a pretty, a lot of real characters there, Tug McGraw, those guys. Oh, no, they But were. Schmitty wasn't, he wasn't a fan favorite. He wasn't loved then. No. Remember that? Uh, Carlton was a pure jerk. The closest I could come was the Flyers of the 70s. Well, that's before we Because were you have Perron. No, but I'm just saying before, I'm trying to find any team. In the history of this city, that's as likable as this 12-1 and football team. And I wasn't here for that, so you could tell me yeah, out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a long time that's ago. That's a lot yeah. of likable people. Yeah. When you walk, here's the real test. Marcus, will you work in that locker room? Mm-hmm. Anybody you're worried about, the one to avoid because he's just going to be nasty to you? Hmm, that's a good question. Anyone? Because there's always a couple of guys. They got 53 guys in there, plus the coaches. Anyone? Mm. I really can't. You know what? Isaac Sayamalu. Isaac Sayamalu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How dare he? And honestly, wow. and here's the kicker. If he's in a good mood, he's the best quote of the five. Oh, yeah. He's really, really, really smart. But he's not always in a good mood. Maybe it's he's you. He's just not. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I will, it's probably us more than me, but yeah. you, right. you have a point. But no, he's uh, he, he's rarely interested in engaging, period. That's just who he All is. Right. Okay. But that's not terrible. No. Uh, he's not hitting anybody with an umbrella. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Here are your numbers. I uh, jump on. I got, wow, this is great. One of the very first. 
Trey Turner Phillies jerseys. Mm-hmm. Would you love that? We talked to him last week. He seemed like a nice guy, too. I also got tickets to this show, which sounds great. Lincoln Financial Field in June. It's uh, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. I can't, I can't uh, believe that. Is that, that a great cool. show? Yeah. I got a 50 odd Visa gift card, and I got a Hertz name and number T-shirt. I got four prizes today. We're here, what you're going to do is you're going to name somebody the, that you think was the most likable Philadelphia sports figure. Hmm. Rhea's going to weigh them all, yes. and at the end, she's going to hand out the four nice. top ones. All right, that's the way that's going to work. And we're going to start today in Allentown with Zachary. Hi, Zach. Hey, morning, Chris. How you doing? Zach, do you like this team more than any you've uh, rooted for prior to this? I love this team, guys. This team is the most likable team I have ever watched since I became a sports fan when I was five years old. Isn't it beautiful to have players that you could actually like as people as well as players? It's amazing to watch. It's uh, great. Especially with all the charity work that they do. They don't care for themselves. They only care about their community. They care about their teammates. They care about everyone else. They don't care about... I, I'm losing uh, you, Zachary. Zach, I'm going to put you back on hold to see if you clear up. You may notice in that whole riff I did, I did not bring up Hurts. Right. He's cool. Now, here's the thing about Hurts. And again, you talk to him all the time, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Hurts does not come across as highly affable. But he also is a guy you can root for because he's so focused, so clear in the goal. And I love that about him. So he's not giving me personality, but he's giving me performance. And he might be the most Philadelphian of them. Yeah. (laughs) In what way? Because you don't expect – he's kind of the underdog with the chip on his shoulder – even when in yeah. his finest hour, and he's very, very serious. Philadelphians aren't particularly affable. No, I know, but really? he is not. <laughs> uh, even like uh, when uh, you know the curtains down at all, he's still not like a laugh. He's not laughing. They love him in that building. I will tell you that because they, he's a leader. No, but yeah, because of all, all everything, the way he is with people, right? And, and the and the fact that there is no there is no work that he doesn't do. He, yeah, he loves to, he, he actually loves, loves to, work. to work. He loves to work. That's hard to fight. Zach is back. Let's try this now. Zach, are you better now? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, give me the biggest point you wanted to make in this phone call. So, I found a reason to be upset at the game on Sunday. No. What was that? The turf. Ah, the turf. Yep. The turf probably. Terrible. Rhea, uh, uh, Al, Rhea uh, went back to the... Sippus run down the sideline, and she was able to determine that his cleats got stuck in the fake turf. Oh, and that that was and and it has they been hate a that major turf issue. Up there. They, um, the, they're the they're guy, pulling it out. Yeah, the, the Giants don't like it. The Jets don't like it. A lot of players have had season-ending injuries on that turf, but yeah. they're not replacing it with real grass. They're replacing it with a different kind of turf. See, I, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. But Zach, that is a valid complaint because we did lose our punter. And uh, they right away found another punter who's been on the Pro Bowl three times. So they figured that Brett Kern, he is his name is, and he'll be there for maybe the rest of the year. No one knows exactly how serious the Sippus injury is. Uh, we also lost uh, Kyron Johnson and Reed Blankenship. Yeah. Now, we don't know if the turf directly affected those, but it's valid. Zach, I like it. Zach, most likable Philly uh, sports figure ever. I'm going to go with Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt will huh? not win. <laughs> oh, they couldn't even sell hoagies. No. Mike Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll put him on. No, Mike Schmidt, tremendous player, maybe yeah. the greatest player. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but not likable. Much He'll likeable tell you now. he wasn't. Like, very likable oh, no, now. Oh, now he's yeah. fine. Yeah. But Mike will tell you, Al, that he was too serious and too combative. Oh, he was just, he was, he was brilliant. I love talking no, to him know he was. about baseball. Intelligent. But, my God, he was just, he was awkward. Oh, yeah, yes, he was that's awkward. a good word, Al. Yeah. I never could relate to awkward people. <laughs> 215, 592, awkward. shut up. Awkward. All right, uh, 622, in honor of uh, what's yep. going on right now with uh, preparations for Christmas Eve. Oh, it's going to be a weird Christmas Eve in this town. Well, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I, I sat my wife down yesterday. I said to her, listen, Gail, I don't know what the plan is for Christmas Eve, but we got to make room for the Cowboys uh, as the main course. What day of the week is Christmas Eve? It's Saturday? a Saturday night. Yep. It's a Saturday night. It's 425 so, game. What do you do? 425? Most people are eating sometime between 425 and 730. You're playing no? it around it. Yeah. You're playing around it. You don't do a sit-down dinner. You can't do a sit-down. No. And you got to... But it, what if something goes wrong? Can there be swearing on Christmas Eve? There will be. <laughs> there is. There yeah. is. Right, Regardless. Yeah, All right, I just, yeah. It's going to be a weird Christmas Eve. And then if they win, Al, phenomenal. If they lose, eh, not as good. If Dallas loses between now and then, will it even uh, matter? That is a concern to me because I will still care, but the players might not. <laughs> I actually, Al, did not feel bad that the Cowboys came back to beat Houston. To really? Keep that. That's no, a big well, that would have been so sweet. No. That's a oh. big game. We couldn't believe it. Oh, that's a big game. That would have been great. <laughs> hey, McGrath, what's our question of the day? Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet, minor fender bender, or major accident. Armin Chevrolet's Collision Center will make it right. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Which Philadelphia sports team do you like the most? 2022 Eagles, 2017 Eagles, 2008 Phillies, 1975 Flyers. Now, I can't put the current Philly team in. They didn't win. These uh, are these Well, are it says, did you like the most? These I are mean, champions. That's reasonable champions. I think you could make an argument more people like the 93 Phillies that lost. I, than I the thought one of that, that the Macho <laughs> Row guys. They liked but no. them, but they weren't very likable. No, they yes. weren't. <laughs> I see this as a tight race because okay. a lot of people love the OAT. They had a Hall of Fame beside it. Uh, the uh, the seventy five flyers out. People still talk about those parades. Those two years, yeah. seventy four and seventy five. Yeah, but- I got the uh, twenty seventeen Eagles. That's a miracle victory. And then you got what's going on now, twelve and one. Marcus, who you got there? I think this year's Eagles team is going to win. And you know, the, uh, from what I've experienced, they're the most likable. All right, I'm with Marcus. Obviously, it was my premise. Al, who you got? <laughs> Yeah, they're very li- – I mean, it's just looking at likable. Yeah, the coach lets you in on everything. Yeah. The defensive coordinator gets hammered by people and has a smile. Rhea Hughes. <laughs> the 2022 Eagles don't belong there yet because they haven't won. I understand that, but I'm <laughs> anticipating imminent success. Uh, okay, I'm going to stick for now with the 2017 because right, it was enough. so remarkable. It came against Belichick it was great. and the Patriots and Tom Brady. And, I know. You know, uh, who would have thought? Philly. Who would have thought five years later we had a challenger to that? <laughs> you wouldn't think yeah. so. Ava Graham, who you got? 
2017 Eagles. Oh, okay, there he is. What? There's an echo said, in the studio again. I'm hearing an echo what? here. Your voice is echoing all the way chest. in here. It was just so incredible. Right. Now, I want to ask people a question because mm-hmm. this is the ultimate test. Now, if you are an investor, if you are somebody who wants to be first, all right. 12 and 1, are you calling right now to get reservations to Arizona? February. I've already probably you better done have that. already done it. No, I'm. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Because you, com- yeah, it, absolutely. Because you can always sell you, it. You have to do it, right? You literally. Has anyone listening right now made a call? I don't know. Do you still use travel agents? You don't need them now. They're, right? actually, the They're actually coming back. Believe it. They or are not. coming yeah. back. Did you make a call to either get accommodations or flights or whatever? To the site of Super Bowl 57? Uh, 57, I think. Anyway, to be at this Super Bowl because there's a good chance you'll see your team at it. Has anyone done that? That's when you know there's a commitment. That's where you're going. Wow, you may end up with nothing. But you're going for it. Yeah, Patriots fans did that every February. I know they did. And they were right (laughs) most of the time. I just wonder if our people are at that point yet. Because that's a big point. All right, let's go to Scott and Barrington. Hi, Scotty. Brother Angela, morning crew. What's good with you? Scotty, if you could, would you get tickets now for Arizona in February? Yes, I would. Seems a bit premature. (laughs) Nah. Nah. Oh, well, it is what it is. We're going to the big dance. Oh, well, I hope so. Proof is in the pudding. Flights are $1,000 right now. $1,000 for Arizona? Yep. Ah, that's a lot. All right, anyway, Scott, what did you want to say to that? Um, I'm, I'm, let the good times roll with the Eagles. I got to agree with you guys. They're the most likable team. Look at the quarterback. Like you said, look look, look at the coach, man. Just look look at the guys who we brought in, man. They're, they're humble, and they get it. Yeah. Blue-collar workers. That's the word. They're humble. Most teams that are doing this well are not this humble. Most of them right now, they're starting to really feel like, God, man, look what we just did to the Giants. That was embarrassing. <laughs> and, 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 Brother Angel, you mentioned, look, look at Coach Sirianni, man, especially when he ran off the field, um, when they when they played the Colts and everything, man. He, the guy is just so emotional. He gets it, man. They love the guy. Love the guy. Yeah, he's winning the city over big time because he's natural. He He's not afraid to show himself. And that's uh, that's uh, that's unusual. It's different than Doc Rivers, right, Scott? I'm sorry, who? Never heard of him. I can't. I, I, don't, I don't even call him Doc, Brother Marcus. We only know there's one Doc in this town. I can't right. stand him. Why, why is he even back? Why, is, why did he even come back? You got me started with him. You're on the Howard Eskin train. No, well, I saw Blended. that you were also calling out the Sixers, and the first thing that occurred to me is that they're nowhere near as likable. I like no. Embiid. Don't get me wrong. I like Embiid. Tyrese is very likable. Tyrese Maxey is likable, but I, I – it's, it's the no. coach. But it's the Marcus, coach. Real quick, if I ask you a question. Yes, um, sir. Do you think it would be a big change, like, when we got rid of Girardi and brought Coach Topper in, if they got rid of Doc and put Sam Cassell there? I don't know Sam well enough, but I don't think the coach matters with James Harden being the point guard and having to be a facilitator. I think you're going to be disappointed until he figures out how to do that. And I don't know if that's – I was talking to P.J. Tucker the other day. I don't know if that's possible, man. So I don't think that changing their coach would be as big a deal as finally hiring a real point guard for the first time since Drew Holiday. Wow. Interesting. Scott, I need a likable Philadelphia sports figure, past or present. 
Hungry Dogs Run Wild, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. It's a very good one. Oh, I can't believe this. Simon John has called in with a song. And I got Marissa coming up from Tokyo and Principal Patty, and they're all known for singing. Let's see what Simon John's got. John, what do you got for us today? I got a song. I, my voice isn't great, but it's, it's, it's the most wonderful time of year. Christmas Eve isn't in the discussion. The Eagles-Cowboys with the division on the line, home field throughout the playoffs. Christmas Eve is, comes around that, if you can fit it in. Hmm. Wait a minute. So, John, you are the number one caterer in Hamilton. Everybody loves when you put out a tailgate or you invite people to the house, and you're telling me the game takes precedent over the spread? Well, the tailgate, the Christmas Eve orders come early, very early before 1 o'clock. And then, but after, I'm talking about for the family, the business, I got to get those orders out. Right. But family ways, that comes after the game. If you wow. Seriously. All right, so it's like 8 o'clock or later after the game because first, but what if they lose? That that ruins the meal, doesn't it? And we're not losing. Cowboys might lose to Jacksonville. Game might not matter. All yeah? right. Well, I, I hope that the game does matter. John, what's your song? What do you got for us? It's the most wonderful time of the year. You guys can stop me if you want. All right. <laughs> you ready? Yep. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All the fans will be yelling and everyone spelling E-A-G-L-E-S. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the soup, super season of all. With those quarterback beatings and road game meetings when bird fans outnumber all. It's the soup, super season of all. There'll be tailgates for hosting, burgers for roasting, and eagle chants out in the snow. There'll be branding, grand stories, and tales of the glories of playoffs of long, long ago. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be touchdown celebrating and hearts vibrating with the Super Bowl near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. Go, birds. Let's go, baby. We got to get ready and bring this home. Wow. I mean, that was amazing. Outstanding. Simon John, you're a good singer too, and the lyrics—you're unbelievable. The lyrics were fantastic. I would be playing that separate from your call. That's how much I loved it. A little side note on Arizona: my stepson is in Scottsdale, ten minutes from the stadium. <gasps> you cannot get a room two hundred miles from Scottsdale. It's the, right. it's the same weekend. As the big, I don't even know, Marcus would know. What's wow. the big golf tournament? Yeah, that golf tournament. Yeah, yeah, the one where they yell at. Right, you know what, though? Simon and John can get a room. He's got relatives. <laughs> John, great job. Thank you, buddy. Friday, we're looking live. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, how good was that? He's got all kinds of talents. Now, Cooking. can we be honest here for a second? Now, not everybody that calls the sing is that great. No. And and a lot of times you guys are looking at me like, get rid of this guy. He's killing it. Nobody did that here. I was like, Rhea was into it. Al, you were into mm-hmm. it. Marcus Hayes was into it. Didn't hate it. 
He didn't hate it. He didn't hate it. Let me get up, uh, Marissa from Tokyo. Hi, Marissa. Angelo, I retire. I can't compete with that. <laughs> uh, you know what, Marissa? I understand. How great was that, Marissa? I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, I love the compassion. This is just why I love the fans of Philadelphia. We are the great. We're the greatest. Well, you're all the way halfway around the world, Marissa. How did it seem to you on Sunday when the Eagles beat the Giants badly? Oh, Angelo, get ready for some fun. I get my my morning paper, and who should I look at in my Japanese newspaper in the sports section? Hurts, Eagles, cruise into NFC playoff spot, baby, with a beautiful picture of Hurts just running in for a touchdown, and the Giants are looking miserable. I said it once, and I said it again. Japan loves the Eagles. Well, we're in the hour in the Tokyo newspaper. Boy. I didn't even know that people <laughs> read know. newspapers. <laughs> that is awesome, Marissa. And I just, I got to know this, Marissa, because I don't know the exact timing here. The biggest game of this year, in all likelihood, will be on Christmas Eve here. What time? It's going to be 425 here on Christmas Eve. What time will that be in Tokyo? And will you be watching the Eagles play the Cowboys? What a silly question, Angelo. Of course I'm going to watch that game. It will be Christmas morning at 3 a.m., and I am hoping for a big old bag of just victory on those cowgirls. Now, 3 o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning, Marissa's going to be in her tub watching the Eagles. Wow, Marissa, that is a beautiful way to remember Christmas. Marissa, give me a highly likable Philadelphia sports figure. Um, I'm gonna go with the one a great Flyers legend, Bernard Marcel Parent. Uh, oh, absolutely, one. that is a great one, Marissa. Stay right there. Who better than Bernie Parent? All these years later, Al, still beyond beloved. (laughs) Maybe the most beloved of all time. 215-592-9494. Tons more to do. When we come back, the betting has changed, and Al is on the cusp of becoming a wealthy man. Oh. He made a good bet for (laughs) Jalen. He surprised him. Yeah. Um, Don't jinx it now. I want Um, this money. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right, 641 is your time right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I would like uh, to spend a moment talking about a man you love us to talk about, and that is Jalen Hurts, Mm -hmm. because he is now officially, according to all the sports betting mechanisms, he is now, Al, odds-on to win the MVP. Nice. He moved ahead of Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Oh. How did he do it? Well, he had another great game. And he, I, you know what? It doesn't hurt that you do it in the New York media market either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are paying a little closer attention when you're doing a major media, media market. And Mahomes, although he pulled the game out mm-hmm. against the awful Denver team. He did not look great in that game. He had he, one beautiful throw. But... He threw three more interceptions. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is the number that Jalen Hurts <laughs> has thrown in all 13 games combined. Now, yeah. that is the most amazing thing about Hurts this year, how he has avoided the interception. 
And Rhea said this yesterday. This was amazing. I don't even remember, like, throws that guy defensive back strapped. Yeah, there's always some of those. Yeah. Where you go, oh, my God, he threw it right to the guy. How did he not catch it? Yeah. Nothing like that. Well, good. There, there was the fourth down pass at the Giants that the guy kind of ran through. Remember the Devontae Smith? That, that was, was not catch. Oh, that was a good. Oh, no, wait a minute. Are you talking about the safety or the corner? The safety. The safety got there too late. <laughs> he got there. The Hurts timed the, the, it perfectly. The safety yeah. ran out of bounds. Yeah, I thought Whatever. it was going to be picked. Yeah, that was an interception. <laughs> that safety should have kept running right through the tunnel. Because, boy, did he look dumb on that play. But it was it was great. It was all great. So, anyway, let me give you updated. I'm going to give you the numbers on Hurts now being the favorite to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. First, you will hear Hurts and his speech, very brief as always with yeah, Hurts. Yeah, yeah. After the victory, and that's, a, that's that's a great that's a great team win right here. That's a great team win today. I feel like we came in here, we had the weather as a condition, we had all these different things going on, and we we conquered the moment. We conquered the moment. There's a lot to learn from. Enjoy it, and know that we got bigger things coming forward. Bigger things coming forward. Mm-hmm. So enjoy this and continue to grow. Eagles on three, one, two, three. Hey. Just so understated. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Olavsky from ESPN. Right, it's come uh, around, has he? He's come around. He has done about as much of a 180 as you could do because he was a critic of Hertz. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, finally, even while ESPS continues to disrespect the Eagles and place the Cowboys ahead of them, he now understands the greatness of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts has become the most progressed passing quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a young person get better throwing the football than this. And not only make it better, he's become very good at it. All right. And now I've just been told by Mr. Al Morganti that Rex Ryan now, who I enjoyed for two weeks on The Amazing Race. What? He was on The Amazing you Race. You watched that? I love The Amazing Race. Oh, wow. I've seen all 33 seasons. <laughs> and he was on it. He was awful. And he got knocked out in the second round. What did he do it with? Uh, he did it with some friend of his. Okay. And the friend realized early on they were not a threat. <laughs> but but uh, Al, he, yeah, it seemed like, Al, before they started the race, he was checking out all the women's feet. Oh, I'm not sure what that's oh. about. But anyway, Rex Ryan, Al, I did not know this until you told me. Rex Ryan now has become another spokesman for our Eagles. Here's what he said. I have never ever seen a quarterback make the strides that Jalen Hurts has made. I remember when he came out, look, I was killing every one of the I, I would get, hey, Josh Allen's going to be the man, Baker Mayfield's overrated, all these type of things. I, I wasn't wrong on my initial beliefs about these quarterbacks, except this guy. I was wrong on Jalen Hurts because I, I questioned whether he had the NFL skill set to be a starting quarterback. I knew he'd play. But I never knew if he actually had the starting skill set. I never thought he was accurate enough throwing the football. Well, he wasn't back then, Coach. No, but he wasn't. And the thing is, and and I love where people say, well, you can't improve accuracy on a quarterback. The hell you can't. Case in point, Jalen Hurts. Wow, that is really good. That's a testimonial. Anyway, here's where we are. Al Morganti, how many weeks ago, Al, did you place this bet on Hurts being the MVP? 
About six. Six. All right, yeah. so the numbers would have been even better at the beginning of the season. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you got plus 250. 250, yeah. So and it went up after that a week. It did go up. Because um, Mahomes had that monster game. Uh, all right. Well, you are at uh, plus 250. That means if you put 100 down, you would receive $250 in profit. Yeah. All right. Now, as of Sunday's game. Right. Uh, Hertz is no longer in plus territory. Really? Now he's minus 105. Wow. So if you bet 100, you need to bet $105 just to win 100. Right. Right. Meanwhile, now you got to understand, last week he was plus 150. So he went way up with that performance, right? Meanwhile, Mahomes with the three interceptions but the victory, he is now going up. To 150, plus 150, exactly what Hertz was a week ago, and he was at plus 120. So now the odds makers feel that Hertz is the MVP. It's his to lose. It's his to lose now. According to the odds makers, yeah. And if you're looking for another number that would indicate that Hertz has a good lead, uh, he has run for 686 yards, and Mahomes has run for 280. Yeah, there's no category. It's not even close. Yeah. And interceptions now. Three versus eleven. Wow! Come on, that Marcus. I know you don't have a vote. That's not even that close, is it? It's it's embarrassing that it's embarrassing that it was this close last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. Even last week, he was far more valuable. No, he he had come off a hundred and fifty-seven yard rushing game and That's a three hundred and fifty right. yard passing game, and he was still and he had the best him. team, and he was still behind him. Wow, good point. All right, Principal Patty's up from Holy Angel. Hi, Principal Patty. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We I, love these eagles. I, are the kids going wild at the school? You know what? They are so excited. We're going to have an Eagles Day coming up because every day could be Eagles Day. All right, Patty, listen. It's unbelievable. We got, we got a situation. I know that what you have there is a very religious school. Right, how right, do you, How do we balance? This good advice for people out there. How do we balance the, the sacred nature of Christmas Eve with a game versus the Cowboys. How do we incorporate all that into I'm going to be honest with you. We go to 430 Mass. On, oh, on no. Eve. My husband is like, 430 Mass on Christmas Eve. So um, we might have to go to midnight or possibly Christmas morning uh-huh. because we can't miss the Dallas game. All right, so you will change this, the mass you go to. I'm, I'm going to change the mass I go to. I, I can't miss that game. These guys are working too hard. And they're too much fun to watch. Boy, Midnight Mass could be pretty interesting around here. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> midnight, mass is, midnight Mass is very interesting. Patty, when they were giving out the offering, the people could be doing the eagle chair. That's the, the what I'm saying. And misspelling <laughs> yeah, it. it all, right, all right, Patty, most likable eagle ever. Quick story, I worked at Wanamaker's, and I'm working one day, and Jerome Brown and Reggie White come walking down the aisle. And they took up the entire aisle. I stopped, and they were talking to me, and I asked Reggie White. I was teaching fourth grade in Glassboro. He would come talk to my kids. He was absolutely fabulous. Came to the school, signed autographs, answered questions, just like a neighborhood guy. We love Reggie White. That's a, that's a tremendous choice and an extraordinary man. Really an extraordinary man. He, he, st- he was. Stay on hold. That's a very good one. You know Reggie pretty well, right? Did you know him? 
I just met him a couple of times, sort of at the end of his he career. He was at the end that you were just coming in. I was in. coming in, yeah. He's a good, ga- good guy. We held a rally for him to try to get uh, Norman Brayman to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. We, we thought we'd get 100 people. We got 5,000. People talk about this all the time. Who was the most important or significant free agent signing in history? Is Reggie White. Reggie White Maybe. was the best player Al, on the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Al will argue. Al, you're right. He went to the Packers. Al will argue for us, mm-hmm. it may be Harper. Yeah. Because Harper no, is No, Reggie White won. No, Reggie oh, White. Oh, I'm sorry. Not for here. us. For us. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. For us. Right. I think I was here that day. That, yeah. That's an, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Just you know, plays devil, that devil's advocate. I haven't come up with one since. No. Because he's done more than just him. He's brought others here. Yeah. And he's created a culture. All right, next up is uh, Andy from Deptford, otherwise known Andy as Andy the, the Troll. Hi, Andy. Yo, yo, Ange. What's up, buddy? How we doing? We're doing awesome. We're 12-1. We're feeling it right now, Andy. We're feeling it. Oh, man, this team's definitely such a likable team. I mean, you got the MVP of the league. You got the coach of the year. You got the executive of the year. Oh, and on your show, Nick Sirianni already stated we got the assistant coach of the year. <laughs> assistant coach of the year, Jonathan Gannon. Yes! All right. And one more, Andy, and uh, uh, he'll be out at 8 o'clock. Maybe the man of the year, Brendan Graham. Because oh, he is a, a nominee for that, and he deserves it. And you know what? Everyone in this town, we, 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 we love defense. Gang Green defense. Dawkins uh, era of defense, right? We love that. But you look at this team. We're number one in the NFL with sacks, 49. We had 29 last year, so we we almost we, we got 20 more sacks with how many more games left to play. So we're number one in the league, not in the NFC. We're number one in the NFL in sacks and turnovers. You know, that sack thing, Andy, crept up on me. I did not realize that Reddick got to 10 on Sunday. Third different team he's had 10 with, right? Yeah, and that's, that's – um, so that's like uh, w- they're way ahead of any pace. You're right that they've had in any recent year. Well, when you get when you win by that much, the other team's yeah. going to have to throw, throw I mean, all the time. No, but they had seven sacks yesterday. Yeah. They had seven or eight the week before. Yeah, they got forty four, points. Yeah. If they graded on a curve, the Carson sacks only count for half. Yeah, yeah. nine against. <laughs> no, Andy, it, it is amazing. They they kind of uh, some of these stats we didn't even realize until they mentioned them to us. I mean, we may have four guys in double digits. Did that ever happen with the Eagles? Mm, Graham, Reddick, Hargraves, and Sweat. All four of them guys can legitimately have double-digit sacks. Whoa. I know one thing. Brandon Brandon would love it. It's been a career goal. Nine and a half. He's he's an eight and a half right now. He got to nine and a half in 17. He, He needs one and a half to get the double figures. Something else to root for, Andy. And I don't know if this is my most likable Philly team. To me, it's kind of to be determined. Right now, the 0-1-6ers, I mean, they got a special spot in my heart. Uh, a team of nobodies with hmm. a five-foot-nothing, 100-pound-nothing guard that carried them, won an MVP. And, you know, I, I don't know if they almost won a chip, but they took them there. I'll tell you. They, people right, love that Alan, team. There Alan, was nothing like Alan it. Alan was as loved as you could be of this town. Larry Brown, not so much. Right. right. Larry Brown was kind of Weird, yeah. and you can argue he's the greatest coach this town has yeah, seen. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, in, in any the sport, Hall of Fame. yeah. But what, he what, what had a quirky personality. The... He had a weird personality. He had to catch him in the right mood. How can you argue he's the greatest coach ever in this town? He never won. No, well, I mean, I mean, like his entire career's yeah. body of work. 
right. is greater than any other coach's career body of work. Yeah, Probably college true. and pro. Yeah. But no, not for right. us, though. Not yeah. specifically You're not yourself on that one, Marcus. Okay? Well, actually, right, Andy, don't, Andy, give me. So who's the most likable sports figure? Come on, man. Allen Iverson. Yeah. Allen Iverson's a great one. That's Stay right there good. with that. Allen Iverson, Al. Wow. He was a show. You you know what? You would go home after a loss and still be highly entertained. Yeah. He was great regardless of win or lose because he was so great to watch play. Just fun. That was fun, right? No. This is some revisionist history here. Oh, I remember asking with Iverson. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that was Iverson. There's a a contingent in Philadelphia that believes Allen Iverson wasn't as complete a player as he could have been and not a great guy. Yeah. All right, hold on. And the fi- feud between Eskin and Iverson, I'm Team Iverson. Well, the feud between Satan and Eskin, you are Team Satan. <laughs> I'm not going that far. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, one of the things we've been featuring here are some of the Conklin classics, and what better time to fire off this great song about the Dallas Cowboy owner. Well, you know Stein, Benner, Motel, March, Shot, Victor, Kyam. Ursay and Finley, Bill Bidwell and Brayman. But do you recall the nastiest one of them all? Jerry, the rednecked owner, was a crooked drunk sleazeball. This guy's so brash and cocky, don't you want to break his jaw? All of the other owners suit his butt because he steals That left old redneck Jerry to make his own endorsement deals Then his world came tumbling down, crack cocaine, sex crimes NFL said, listen pal, go serve those suspensions now America just loved it Cowboys losing frequently Jerry the rednecked owner Worst in football history oh, That's beautiful That's mm. the back to Two the days five, He got away with are, stuff He got away with quite a lot yeah. can, can we put Dan Snyder in there now? <laughs> many, uh, you know, you could almost transpose now But many of those were allegations and nothing more <laughs> I want to be clear on that <laughs> 215 Man in his day was cock a cock uh. now. Wow. Was a vicious comic, yeah. vicious comic. Two one five five. He's going to do a new song coming up in the next hour, and it. I thought it was vicious till I heard that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four W.